If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome back, everyone, to Games with Bill. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about Pac-Man Museum Plus Collection. We're going to talk about Summer of Games, PlayStation News, Diablo News. We've got Star Wars Celebration as it relates to video games and game preservation. If that sounds good, let's get started. Let's start things off with Pac-Man Museum Plus Collection. That game is now out. I've been playing it on Game Pass, but you can also play it on PS4, Nintendo Switch, PC, Xbox One, um, and uh, forward compatibility for PS5 and Series X. Um, I gotta say that when I first launched the game, they presented things in a way that made me think that they were going to microtransaction me into the ground with this, but I don't think that that's the case, at least not yet. I've only played it for a couple of hours. Actually, a couple of hours as being generous. I only played it for about an hour, but I mean, how much time do you have to spend with uh, a Pac-Man game to decide whether or not it's good? So my initial reaction was, I think that they were going to nickel and dime us to death by because the way that they phrase things is that you use coins to to play the games, which I mean, it makes sense. You're playing an arcade game, inserting coins. There's something of a nostalgia factor there. But I thought, oh, well, what they'll do is they'll sell us a thousand coins for 10 bucks. And then when I run out of coins, I can't play the Pac-Man games anymore. That's not how it works. You play the games in order to earn coins, and then you use those coins in order to play the games. And uh, you can also spend those coins on decorations for your arcade. There's this weird layer of progression on top of playing the arcade games. Pac-Man, like you are a 3D version of Pac-Man hanging out in an arcade playing Pac-Man games, which is kind of weird and meta, and you can invite ghosts in to hang out, which is also really weird. but you uh, decorate that arcade by spending coins. So where do you get the coins? You get them from playing the games. And the question then, of course, arises, what happens when you run out of coins? Well, there's a few games that you can play that don't cost any coins to play. And then you can earn coins by playing those games. And you earn coins, you earn more coins depending on how well you play. So essentially, you can play the free games in order to get the coins, in order to play the other games, and then you can use those coins in order to decorate your arcade. It's goofy. It's um, it, I don't know that I would spend money on this, but because it comes with my Game Pass subscription, I'm all about it. It's really, really cool. I like the idea of decorating my arcade and getting different music and stuff in the jukebox and that kind of stuff. I think that it's really, really cool. My biggest uh, criticism of Pac-Man Museum Plus is the fact that there is no Ms. Pac-Man to be found. 
Now, what I'm assuming that they will do is add that as DLC later. And the one thing that makes me nervous about this game is I worry that they will start selling coins later. Like right now, you get coins by playing the game. But later, they could easily come in and be like, oh, well, I'm going to make it so that you can not have to wait in order to earn coins. You can just buy some coins. And somebody might say, well, what what's the harm there? And the harm there is that then they will start adding more things to this game that you can then spend the coins on, therefore making it a microtransaction uh, a microtransaction fest. And that's not how the game is now. Right now, it's not a microtransaction fest. But if they change it later on, this would not be the first time that we've seen companies do that, where they launch the game in one state, and then they change it later to make it more uh, profitable for them. So basically, they launch it, they get a bunch of reviews saying, hey, this is really great. And then they change it down the road. I don't like how that feels. I think that that's uh, a bad move. There's nothing to indicate that that's what they're going to do here. But it's just something to keep in mind. Anyway, it was fun to play. And I, I especially like the, the uh, gosh, I can't remember which one it is. It's the one where Pac-Man is in 3D and he's going through like Lego stuff. That's a game that I, I I always saw like images of, but I never had in an arcade and I always missed out on. So I played that a bunch and having Pac-Man jump is really weird. All right, let's move on to the Summer of Games. Now, this isn't necessarily related to the Summer of Games, but it is coming up on summer. And uh, June 2nd, we're going to see a state of play from Sony. One of the things that I had mentioned in the previous episode of Games with Bill is that we knew that Microsoft was having a showcase with their Bethesda stuff on the 12th. And we knew that the, the PC... Um, the PC showcase was also going to be on the 12th. Well, Sony's not waiting that long. On June 2nd, by the time you hear this, it may have already happened. But on June 2nd, uh, we're going to see a new state of play from Sony that's going to show off about 30 minutes of content. Uh, they say, uh, tune in live next Thursday, June 2nd, for 30 minutes of announcements and updates from the world of PlayStation. We'll have some exciting reveals from our third-party developers, plus a sneak peek at several games in development for PlayStation VR 2. And you can watch over on Twitch or YouTube, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern uh, on June 2nd. So that's really, really interesting to me. I, I will say this. Uh, I was I was thinking of doing a live stream over on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash nerdnest. I don't think I'm going to do that because it says, please note that this broadcast may include copyrighted content that PlayStation does not control. So because of that, I would probably get hit with like a, a claim if I did do a stream of this. So I'm probably not going to do it. But hey, I can recap it and talk about it over on the YouTube channel. And of course, I can drop a audio podcast like the one that I'm recording right now. All right, moving on. Speaking of PlayStation, uh, we've got some leaks 
for the PS Plus games that are coming out for June, uh, apparently it's going to be God of War. This is the 2018 God of War for PS4. Naruto to Baruto Shinobi Striker for PS4 and Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl for PS4 and PS5. Um, God of War, I absolutely is a, a great game. I played it on my PS4. I didn't finish it because Bill doesn't finish games, but uh, I thought it was interesting. Naruto to Baruto, I, I don't know anything about that. I'm not interested. I don't, I don't, I've never seen Naruto. I only reason I even know it's called Naruto is because my son corrected me when I called it Nataro because I've never watched it and apparently I can't read, but I've been saying it wrong my entire life. And then there's the Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. I have that on my Xbox. It's okay. I mean, it's enjoyable. It's not bad. But if I were going to choose a game to play that is that kind of game, I would probably just pick Smash Brothers. Although, to be fair, Multiverses is supposed to be really, really good. I don't have access to that yet. I did apply for like the, the testing phase or whatever. I didn't get in, I guess. Um, when that comes out, I'm definitely going to check that out. I like the idea of having Shaggy go up against, you know, Batman and stuff or partner with Batman to fight off the Iron Giant and Superman. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is interesting, but not as good as Smash, in my opinion. And, and I just prefer to play the good one. And so there you have it. Those are the games that are rumored to be coming in June for uh, PS Plus. I don't care. Uh, God of War I already have, and the other two I don't care about. Of those, which ones do you guys uh, care about? Let me know. At me on Twitter. I am at RunJumpStomp. Uh, Diablo Immortal is the game where Blizzard got up on stage and they said, hey, look, we're making a game for phones. And everybody like was upset with them. Some some jerk. Uh, well, I don't want to call him a jerk. Some guy thought it'd be funny to be like, um, is this a joke? Is it April Fool's or whatever? And they were like, do you guys not have phones? And there's definitely an issue where, you know, Blizzard failed to read the room showing up to a, a, a conference filled with people who are hyped for the next version of Diablo on PC. And they said, Oh, uh, here's this phone game. Like that was definitely a, a screw up on their part, but then everybody piled on and just assumed automatically that the game was going to be hot, hot garbage. And we don't know if the game is good or bad because we haven't played it, or at least I haven't played it. So I don't know if it's going to be good or bad. I'm okay with trying it out and then probably deciding that it's not for me. Of course, they did uh, later on say, oh, it's also coming to PC. And this is separate from Diablo 4, so it's really weird. Uh, but it's also coming to PC. But where it's not coming to is the Netherlands and Belgium. And that's because of this is the quote, current operating conditions in these countries. What are they talking about? Well, there are current certain laws that are in the Netherlands and Belgium that makes it uh, against the law to operate loot boxes in a certain way. 
And here's what they had to say. The loot boxes in the game are against the law in your country, so unless the gambling restrictions change, the game will not be released in Netherlands and Belgium. If you manage to run the game, I cannot guarantee that you will not be banned for it. Now, here's what I have to say about this. I have long said that I am not a fan of loot boxes in games. I don't like... Okay, that's not true. I don't like loot boxes where I've paid real-world money for a chance at a pretend thing. That is, in my in my opinion, that is gambling. You can disagree with me on whether or not it's gambling. That is, that is totally fair, and I'm 100% up for the... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Up for the discussion. I personally think of that paying real-world money for a chance at an in-game item... That is gambling to me, because to me, the item that I'm hoping for holds value, and I'm spending money in the hopes of getting something that holds value. Now, when I play a game and I get like tickets in the game, not real world money that I, I like at no point did I spend real world money to earn those tickets. And then I spend those tickets in a loot box that doesn't bother me. It only bothers me when it, when it involves real-world money beyond the initial purchase of the game. Like when I play a Diablo game and I go down into a dungeon and I kill a monster and all the loot pops out, that's essentially a loot box, but I didn't pay money for that loot box. I know that I'm adding a lot of qualifications in here. Feel free to let me know why I'm wrong, at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. That being said, I wish that all the countries would enable stuff like Netherlands and Belgium in order to stop these game companies from putting loot boxes in their games or at least make it so that if a loot box where you are exchanging real-world money for a chance at an in-game item, if that definition right there, if that loot box is in the game, then your game is automatically rated M. Now, Diablo Immortal, I, I'm sure it'll be rated M. Like, it it has to be, right? It's Diablo. Um, so that's beside the point. But I just wish that all companies or, or countries would enact the same laws because then companies would feel like, you know what, this loot box thing is not going to work. So we're going to have to get rid of it or do something else in order to make money. I'm all for video game companies making money for the work that they do. I just prefer that they do it the old way where they make a really good game and I give them money for it in exchange for the right to play it. Like that's the, that's the model that I prefer. I'm okay with spending real world money on cosmetics. I don't tend to do that very often, but I know that there's a lot of people out there that do. And I, that doesn't bother me. It's when it's a gambling mechanic in video games that I don't like it. And Diablo Immortal is going to have this gambling mechanic. Now, of course, I'm going to guess that it's already rated M. So my biggest problem is taking keep, keeping this stuff out of the hands of kids. And somebody might say, well, Bill, you know, it's up to the parents to know what's in the games. And I totally understand that. And that makes a whole lot of sense when you are somebody who plays games and understands how they work. But if... If you're not like you're listening to a podcast about video games, you understand the gaming industry. A lot of parents don't. 
A lot of parents don't understand the gaming industry, and you might say that it's on them to educate themselves on the gaming industry, and I do think that that's a valid point, but I also think it's a valid point to just say, hey, this game has gambling in it. It's against, uh, or, or it has to be rated M. don't know who Cal Kestis is. He is the main character in um, Star Wars Jedi. Uh, shoot, I can't remember. Star Wars Jedi something. It was this single player story based game in the Star Wars universe. Uh, I played it on uh, Stadia. It's a really, really good game, actually. And uh, that game is getting a sequel. Made by Respawn. It's coming next year. It's called Star Wars Jedi Survivor. It was announced at Star Wars Game Fest. It's been happening all weekend. Not tons and tons of Star Wars announcements. But as far as video games go, uh, there you have it. We're, we're getting the next Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which is apparently taking place at the same time as the current Obi-Wan Kenobi series that is that premiered this weekend on uh, Disney+. Plus. I'm not, don't worry, I'm not going to say anything about that because I've seen the two episodes. I've enjoyed it. There's some stuff I like. There's some stuff that I don't like. But overall, I'm enjoying the story and I can't wait to find out what happens. But Star Wars Jedi Survivor is currently in development by Respawn and it is coming out next year. Are you hyped for this? I need to go back and finish uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That's the name of the game, the, the previous one. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I need to go back and finish that. I never did get around to finishing it. Maybe I'll pick up pick it up for my Steam Deck because I want to play almost everything on my Steam Deck these days. And uh, I, I've heard nothing but good things about how, how it runs on there. Uh, but uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is the next one, and I'm very excited to see what happens there. All right. Let's talk about game preservation. Um, Embracer Group which is this company that just, I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but they just made a purchase. They just bought a, a a company for a bunch of money. I can't remember what it was. It doesn't matter. It's That has nothing to do with this story. But over at Rock, Paper, Shotgun, we can see uh, a story that Embracer Group is creating an archive to preserve games history. Basically, they already have 50,000 games and consoles stored up waiting to be cataloged and basically this vault this secret vault that they have in sweden where they're collecting all of these objects is going to be like a a museum where you have that stuff i think that's awesome i wish that i wish that more museums would try and preserve video games like i live in new york and in rochester they have the the strong museum of play and in that they do have like a video game preservation area, but it's it's pretty lackluster. I, I wish that more museums would try and preserve video games because video games are getting harder and harder to preserve, especially with DRM and having things on servers and stuff. It would be nice if all of that stuff was saved somewhere so we could refer to it later on down the line. You know what I mean? Uh, at some point, 
the only the only knowledge that will know that something existed will be because there's YouTube videos about it because you won't be able to play some games anymore. And hey, I know I, I often talk about digital games and I love digital games. I love the convenience of not having to find a cartridge or a disc or whatever. And, and I know that I'm probably part of the problem, but I think that the that problem is going to continue whether I do anything about it or not. So I'm glad that these guys are trying to do something about it. The older stuff is great that they're preserving that, but that's the stuff that's easier to preserve. So I hope that there's some, I don't know, some company, corporations, not corporations, some entity, that's the word I was looking for, some entity out there somewhere trying to figure out how to preserve games that, aren't on a cartridge or a disc because that's really, really important too. Like, is there a working version of Marvel heroes someplace? Uh, the old Diablo style MMO, uh, which was created by David Brevik. Uh, I don't know. It would be cool if there was since Disney shut down those servers, uh, on a quick aside, uh, David Brevik, uh, also the creator of Diablo I had him on an episode of 143 Pixels. So if you want to check that out, head on over to 143pixels.com. That's the number 143 and then pixels.com. And you can uh, check out that that episode. It was a long time ago, uh, but he was a super nice guy. And we, we spent a long time talking about EverQuest. Anyway, uh, that's beside the point. Game preservation is important. And I wish more uh, companies or more more places were doing things about that, especially places with resources. All right, everybody, that is it for this episode, this audio-only episode of Games with Bill. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I'm recording this on Memorial Day. I hope that you all have a wonderful Memorial Day. And uh, have a great week, and I will see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.